Davis, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 52 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, and post it to your social media stories. That would be greatly appreciated. Now, without further ado, this is quite a sentimental episode because this is episode 52, and this is in fact the final episode of our Road to 2021 miniseries and our Road to 2021 journey. Wow, does that mean it's been exactly a year or? It's been a little bit over a year, but I guess if we look at podcast episodes per week, 52, <laughs> that is exactly one year worth of podcasts. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, well, hell, we made it happen, right? Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's been four or five weeks since our last episode, but it's it's only been a week and a half. <laughs> so I, I feel like there's a lot of to clue you guys in on. But at the same time, it's all happened in a relatively short amount of time. So our last episode was on the Wednesday before we went to Sydney. Mm-hmm. And now it is Sunday. So it's been, as you said, uh, 11 days. And we've competed in that time. We've had our post-show window in that time. We've started our reverse diets in that time. So we'll see how much content we get through today. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess let's get cracking. So we did record that episode on the 5th of May, which was the Wednesday, and then we flew out to Sydney on the Thursday morning, which was May 6th. So, boy, there's a bit of a story there. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, quite exciting and thrilling, to say the least. But basically, as many of you know, COVID exists in the world, and when we decided to fly down to Sydney, there was a new case um, that arose basically the day before or the day of, and it threw kind of a lot of indecisiveness into the picture in terms of what we were going to do, whether we would even be able, whether the show would go on, how we would get back, whether we would have to quarantine. And like, as soon as we arrived in Sydney, we got faced with this stuff saying, yes, you will have to quarantine upon returning, which didn't exactly help our stress levels. And it's not just quarantining in, you know, the comfort of your own home. You had to quarantine in a hotel at mm. your own expense for two weeks. And boy, following on from your final bodybuilding show of the season, I can't imagine anything worse. Because yeah. <laughs> after your final show, all you want to do is eat food and go to the gym and train hard. And you can't exactly do that in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty disastrous. But fortunately, things cleared up slightly. And it was only if you went to one of the hotspot areas, which we were very, very far away from that, literally on the opposite side of Sydney. And probably the, the worst part out of all of this, not in terms of uh, no ill ill-meaning to the individual or to Guy because people know who he is but Guy made the decision which we completely agreed with to head back to Brisbane and uh, we probably would have made the same call ourselves since he wasn't benefiting out of any of this and uh, that that's why we didn't put out a show day vlog for nationals because we we decided to focus on the show. Mm-hmm, exactly in full respect to Guy I would have mm. done the exact same thing if I was in his position because We all flew down together on the Thursday morning with the expectation that we were going to spend the weekend together. We were going to vlog two days out, one day out, show day, and then upon returning on the Sunday morning back to Brisbane. But of course, Guy just had to book a last minute flight on the Thursday afternoon 
pretty much right after we'd arrived in Sydney to fly back home just so that he could ensure he did not risk having to Mm. hotel quarantine. So full respect to him, but absolutely. That's why we did release one YouTube video for our two day out and one day out combined, but we just couldn't record a show day vlog because like we've said in the past, the wonderful thing about having our videographer there, Guy, is that he takes all that stress away from having to hold the camera, right? When when you're at a show, you've worked so hard toward this one day, you wanna be purely focused on exactly what you have to do. You don't wanna be having to run around thinking about filming it at the same time. So that's the beauty of having someone else do that for you. And we just had to make that call where like, okay, what's more important to us today? Is it competing at ICN Nationals or is it making a YouTube video, which we've done before? So, Mm. you know, we had to weigh that up. It was tough, but we did record two previous show day vlogs, which I think were really fun and really worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, I I think overall, I'm very glad that we could still put out that one video, which Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed. And uh, there's going to be plenty more seasons to come where we'll have more like a, a paying vid- videographer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and plus we've got, we've already put out a couple YouTube videos since finishing. So yeah, there's uh, there's plenty more content to come. Exactly. So if you guys want to see the visual version of what happened two days out and one day out, definitely head over to the Bodybuilding Dietitians YouTube, which is a link you can also find in the show notes below. But pretty much we arrived in Sydney, before even heading to the Airbnb, we went straight to the gym and then we went straight to Woolworths and then we checked into the Airbnb because, hey, priorities, pump and food. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that was that was good to head to the gym straight after just to relieve a bit of stress. I can remember being on my phone though the whole time, just trying to clarify everything and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But do, do you want to kind of discuss our peak week approaches for those couple of days? Yeah, absolutely. So starting on the Thursday when we started our carb up. Yep. So that's the day we arrived in Sydney. Awesome. Well, I guess pretty much based off the previous show, I just did exactly what I did for the previous show. So I ate the exact same foods. I ate the same quantities of foods. I ate those foods at the same time because I know that my look from the Brisbane Classic two weeks prior, I was so happy with that. So I plan to just pretty much replicate that. So on Thursday and Friday, I had 325 grams of carbs, 160 grams of protein and 40 grams of fat. And I just distributed that across four meals throughout the day. And we just have a big breakfast. We'd go train in the morning and then three meals after that. My diet pretty much just consisted of protein cakes. (laughs) (laughs) I love protein cakes so so much, man. They are just my go-to. So that was pretty much me on the Thursday and the Friday. The only thing that I changed is that on the Friday, I just didn't have my normal vegetables for dinner just so that I didn't have that extra food bulk in my stomach. Mm, Awesome. And what about show day? And then on show day, again, I replicated exactly what I did for the Brisbane classic the two weeks prior. So woke up, got hydrated, got well-fueled. So had a good like three liters of water in the morning from a combination of water, coffee and all the fluid in my food as well and then i had myself a big protein cake i had an egg white 
with some cottage cheese and then I had a big piece of fruit. And then also at the show, I had some cereal, I had some boiled eggs, a bit of Gatorade, some pre-workout, a little bit of salt, a little bit more water. But again, I just front loaded my calories that day. I front loaded my fluid and I just did my best to just hold that during the day. Because again, it was another long mm. day. Boy, like I was not 12 hours, I think. Oh, it was a long time. Because what we got to the show around 830 in the morning. Yeah, 8 a.m. I think. Yeah, and we didn't leave until after 8 p.m. at night, and mm. I was on stage around 8 p.m. again. But I was like, <laughs> done it before. I'll do it again. One last flip in time. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how they make that call whether to do one or two days. I think a lot of it is probably financial because mm-hmm. it, it there was a massive venue and it probably costs a lot to rent out that whole area. Yeah, but. Oh, I just, I want to be a competitor one day who just gets to compete in the morning. I want to <laughs> rock up in the morning. I want to get my hair and makeup done. And I want to get on stage at like 10 a.m., you know, and then I get, I want to enjoy the rest of my day. I don't want to be on stage when I'm usually asleep. I, I'm, you know, you and I usually go to bed around 8 p.m. at night and I'm like caffeinated up there trying to strap my stuff. So yeah. Even I had to compete a lot later. Yeah, you actually did. Yeah, it was very different for you too. So Mm. that's pretty much my nutrition in a nutshell. But what about you? Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular content on our Instagram and YouTube channel. You can find those platforms by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Yeah, so on Thursday, basically mine remained the same as well, where I did a more conservative peak week than what I did for my first one. And uh, as I said, it basically replicated what I did for my second peak week where I ran about 400 carb, 50 fat and 225 protein. And the benefit of this was that it was very predictable. I didn't risk spilling over because I wanted to prioritize conditioning. And I had to vary a little bit of food sources in Sydney just because uh, I didn't want to like bring an avocado in the esky or I was conscious about not only eating half an avocado from Woolies (laughs) like that sounds weird but I just didn't being especially in prep you don't want to waste food like the thought of wasting food is bad so I didn't I instead of like avocado I just bought some cashews from home and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and my meals throughout the day looked like uh, some oats and milo for breakfast as per usual cream of wheat post-workout a potato meal and then a butternut pumpkin meal with Mm -hmm. some kangaroo and an egg and uh, this was lower volume than usual, uh, basically, yeah, to, to prevent uh, the food babiness <laughs> that happens. And I ran that, yeah, from Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday for show day, I basically went even lower volume, so a much lower volume cream of wheat. I actually decided to have cream of wheat instead of my usual fruit bread, because uh, I feel like that sits better with me. And through, then I just had some, after my bodybuilding, I had some Milo cereal between um, bodybuilding and classic physique. And overall, I'm, I'm very, very confident that I bought my best package. Like, oh, by far. Yeah. And not like in terms of conditioning, that was probably the main thing. Like my lower back has always been the sketchy area. And that was by far the best it's looked. My core was by far the best it's looked. The only, and I'm just being real and honest here, like the only mistake that I did make was I was unfamiliar with the tanning process there. Like they they just have a different tanning process for nationals where you can't use dream tan. And because of that, we assumed that the tan that they used would 
work the same way with hot stuff. Hot stuff is basically the top coating of oil that we use to bring out veins and help with the pump and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And what actually happened with the stage lighting is that it reflected off the hot stuff, not off our bodies. Mm. So that way, when you took photos or when the judges looked at you, there was a bit of a glare, especially on my legs, uh, which were the most conditioned parts of me. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, I guess we can talk about results quickly as well, but that pretty much wraps up my peak weekend show day overall in terms of nutrition overall I I wouldn't have changed anything other than the hot stuff yeah blame it on the hot stuff (laughs) no but it's not a song Uh, blame it on the blame it oh no alcohol yeah blame it on the vodka blame it on the shimmy (laughs) uh anyway you won't catch me singing on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh boy blame it on the hot stuff but anyway, no, I think, and that's something that we've definitely learned and something that we definitely preach as well. And it just comes down to physiology too, in terms of carb loading. We know mm. that it takes anywhere between 24 to 72 hours to maxly synthesize glycogen. So the carbohydrates that you're eating prior to show day are definitely going to influence your look a heck of a lot more compared to what you actually eat on show day. And that's something that I've definitely learned in my own experience is that personally and with clients as well, just respond a lot better to, uh, in those days prior to the show, really maximizing your carbohydrate intake on those days. And then on your actual show day, you already have that pre-stored glycogen. That's Mm. what's determining like 90% of your look. The rest of the food that you're eating on show day is really just helping to keep your blood sugar levels up and keep you satiated. And obviously Mm, just- Not even really satiated, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, at this point we're always hungry, aren't we? But obviously it's nice to eat little things throughout Mm. the day. But boy, really prioritize getting your food in in the days prior because some people do make the mistake of obviously like, you know, leaving it until show day and then eating a buttload of food on show Mm. day. How much of that food are you actually going to fully digest and that glucose actually get into your muscle cells within the matter of a few hours? Yeah, not just that, but it's also going to make your stomach distended. Yeah. And it's going to make you feel, if your stomach is distended, then you're going to feel off and mm-hmm. you're going to feel psychologically off. And totally knocks your confidence. Yeah. Even me having that cream, of, I had some cream of wheat and tuna, things that I digest in, incredibly well. And it was only once starting my pump up that I was like, okay, my, my stomach's feeling really good now. Mm-hmm. Before then, because I was just standing around on my feet, like, you know, we both worked, you've worked as a waiter, I worked at optus and we both had long periods on our feet Mm -hmm. and like after at the end of every day like we used to tell each other like oh isn't it kind of weird how i how i've been on my feet but i feel quite bloated yeah and i'm not actually sure why that is but it would only be once you relax or have a hot shower or something Mm -hmm. like that or a warm cup of tea that it would start to de bloat Mm -hmm. i guess to use that term and i found the same thing on show day because you're always on your feet and you don't really want to sit down or lie down because of your tan it can make you, you you bloat a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm just a huge advocate of trying to keep food volume low mm. on show day and really f- more front-loading those calories just so you can keep your waistline really tight. But obviously, still eat and still drink. Like, yeah. don't starve there's, or there's dehydrate yourself. There's a balance everything. Absolutely. But yeah, we both... Uh, it was definitely both of our best look and that mm. was the ultimate goal. You know, it was the last show of the season. It was the national titles and can confidently say that we both certainly brought our best but Mm. jack you competed in two divisions so tell the listeners about that yeah so i did bodybuilding first which was around 3 30 p.m 
and then Classic, which was around 6.37. Both of those were, they were running behind schedule by about an hour. And uh, that was interesting going that late, not gonna lie. But yeah, overall I was, again, happy. And I'm, I'm not gonna say, sit here and say I wasn't disappointed by particularly one of the outcomes. And, but to be honest, like that lasted maybe an hour and then I'm, I'm back to normal now, like I'm fully motivated to, for this next phase. But in bodybuilding, I got fifth in my open men's class. I'm, I'm not really sure how that happened, mm -hmm. but I think if you ask any competitor or coach on the day, the judging did seem a bit mixed, especially for bodybuilding. Like they, they didn't really make a clear consensus. Okay, are they going for conditioning here or size? Because there were some people at either end of the spectrum that placed higher or lower. It's not like some people had, okay, they were, they were much bigger, but less conditioned. Some people were just about the same size, but less conditioned, but they still beat someone who was more conditioned of the yeah. same size, which doesn't make sense to me. But I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here. I'm just trying to paint a fairly clear picture. Mm -hmm. I think overall, I couldn't really argue with the placings that I was given. Um, but in Classic Physique, just missed out on that pro card. I got second place in open class one. And yeah, I was, uh, uh, I was disappointed by that in the, after, in the like acute aftermath. But I, you just got to ask yourself, like, I'm still young. I've got many, many years of competing ahead of me. Like if I'd gotten that pro card this year, like would that have changed anything? Yeah, that's the ultimate question. Would it have really changed anything? It would have been really cool, not going to lie. Mm -hmm. And it, I would have been ecstatic and uh, might have helped, like I could, might have helped the business a little bit or just for some, is it notoriety? Notoriety, yeah, or whatever it's called. But yeah, again, I, at least like we're both still amateurs now and we can go into our next season amateurs together and get that pro card next time. Ultimately. And yeah. I think that's what maybe is really special because I wasn't a contender for a pro card this season. We know that you were definitely pro worthy, but unfortunately you just came up short. But what's gonna be really special is competing again in season B, 2023. At least that's the ultimate goal. This past show and this past season, we did both make a promise to one another that we're not going to let each other step on stage again unless we truly think each other and we get a second opinion from someone that we really trust. You know, someone mm. like Joey Cantlin or Brandon or Alan, whoever it may be that, yeah, if you put in the work, like, and you've done the work so far, you would be a contender for a pro card. Mm. Because, And I think the key thing there is contender because you can't predict that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. They, they could just be like, people have to realize that is literally the whole of Australia. Any natural competitor can enter into ICN nationals and it's, they only give out like potentially like one to three, depending on how many classes there mm -hmm. are. So that's how few pro cards are and how hard they are to get. Yeah. And in some countries they're even harder to get. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's the ultimate goal is by season b well by season a 2023 you and i both need to be pro worthy and then go through another six month comp prep to be contenders to win our pro cards mm. because we just love this way too much we put way too much effort and work and passion and time into this to go through another comp prep like that mm. and come up short yeah yeah it it's too much so Next time, we want to make sure that it's ultimately game over. 
<laughs> yeah, should be awesome. And we'll be, of course, documenting the whole thing. Yeah, so boy, we got two and a half years ahead of us. And I guess my ultimate goal is the big thing I'm really working toward is ICN fitness. And you're ultimately working toward bodybuilding and classic physique. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting question. I don't think I'll be able to, like, here's me saying going for pro for both, but like, <laughs> I, I don't think ICN would allow a competitor to win mm-hmm. both. And like it, me saying that as it is, like that's uh, a ridiculous accomplishment anyway. And whether or not uh, whether or not I have that in me in the first place, but I think bodybuilding will always be where my heart is at. Mm-hmm. Although I I enjoyed classic physique, and my passion for classic physique is even higher now, having done it and mm-hmm. having been so successful at it. But I think there will always be kind of that part of me that agrees with the people that say natural bodybuilding kind of, in a sense, is classic physique. Like, to an extent, many nat- the majority of natural bodybuilders could throw up some classic poses and, and do very well. Ah, see, I argue with that, man. Because just because you're not enhanced doesn't mean that you don't have the structure. Mm. Yeah, I personally think that classic but is a whole different But then it's kind of just like a to- genetic pool. Then classic physique is just like a, uh, you're either got the genetics for it or you don't. But it is. Yeah, I guess. Ultimately, it enough. is, and that's the same for the female divisions. You mm. know, you have the sports model, you have the fitness, or you have the figure. Everyone there has different levels of muscularity, but you go into those categories depending on your genetic structure and your shape. Mm. So I, yeah, I would say there's that there were a lot of bodybuilders up on that stage who I would say, even if they were a great classic poser like yourself, they would look a little bit out of place, you know, because it's really about, it's about the structure, you know, especially the waistline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. Yeah, so that's basically it for me for show day. And what about you though? Yeah, so on show day, I competed in sports model and fitness model. And I did the rookie, the novice, and the 23 category for each one. Had an absolute blast. It was definitely the best package that I've ever brought to stage, which was the ultimate goal. But even though I showed up at my best, I just wasn't the best. And that's just that. And I, I didn't come away with any top three placings or anything like that. But, you know, man, like, I just know where I stand this season. I just, I know where I stand in terms of my shape, my structure, my current level of muscularity. And ultimately, I just need more time. I need more size. I need to be more patient. I need to just continue to put in the work. And eventually my time will come. My time will come to win. I just know that it's inevitable. It's just a matter of time and work. So I know exactly where I stand and I know exactly what I need to do. And I just cannot explain. I can try my absolute best, but it's very hard to put into words just how freaking excited I am to be entering into this next phase, this next improvement season phase, having the next two years to just fully dedicate to just growing and developing not just my physique, but also everything else in life, like our business. I've never had that before in my life. 
again, I started lifting, I've been lifting weights like on and off my whole entire life as like a child athlete. But once I actually started purely just resistance training at the very end of 2015, and then we did our very first season at the very beginning of 2018, during that time, like even though that was around two years, I kind of mucked around in the gym. You know, yeah. I never actually followed a very solid structured program. I never followed. A, I would say you exercised, but you didn't train. Yeah. Or I did a combination of both, but it was never like, it was never super strategic. It was never super structured. I never correlated things with obviously gaining weight and losing weight and basically implementing all of the incredible things that we know now. And even between 2018 to the 2020 season and this past season, I was able to implement a lot more structured training protocols, you know, and very strategic things with my nutrition. But then again, time was a factor, you know, between 2018 to the 2020 season, I only had around a year and a half of an actual improvement season. And even during that time, we were still finishing our degrees at university. So it's not like we were able to optimize everything in terms of sleep and meal timing and stress management. Mm, especially you with uh, working late hours. Oh, it was absolutely wild working at UQ Sport. And then this past year, we know that I only had six months to grow and I made substantial improvements during that time. But again, it was only six months before I entered into another comp prep. So boy, just looking back on this past year and knowing how much I was able to improve in six months when I just put my head down and just did absolutely everything in my power and implemented all of my education into my own lifting and nutrition endeavors and what I was able to achieve in those six months. If I can quadruple that over these next two years, I just, I cannot wait. I, I feel like I've never been more ready for anything in my entire life. So I'm really freaking ecstatic to now be in the improvement season and just start getting strong as hell, start gaining weight. Oh, Jack, I'm just, ah, I'm so excited. How are you feeling? Yeah, I can't quite match that energy. <laughs> Give me a few work, a few weeks of reverse dieting. And a few more <laughs> thousands of calories. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm also feeling very excited about this and I'm... Yeah, I feel like we're on slightly different tangents with our previous training history and mm. their optimality and stuff like that. I think the key thing for me is I've always been set back by injuries, which is very different to you. So mm. my goals are to basically, because uh, for those who aren't clued in, like last time I competed basically for eight months after finishing that show, I had a bad back injury. I probably took like eight weeks off training, like completely off training in total um, throughout that eight month period. I couldn't do like any lower back loading movements. Like I couldn't even press properly because I couldn't uh, like I couldn't arch my back or anything like that. So yeah, this time is going to be very different. Touch wood, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Last time I didn't gain enough weight either, partly because of my injury. So it took me like a year to get from like 75 to 80 kilos, <laughs> and this time like it's going to be very different. I'm going to reverse more appropriately, gain weight more quickly. And you guys will definitely learn more about that once we do a more established reverse dieting episode. Yeah, but boy, it is just so cool to know that we can now embark on this journey of self-improvement. It's like a, our own little self projects for these next two years before we enter into a prep again. 
And we've really set ourselves up in a position in life that we can finally optimize everything. We can train really hard. We can recover well. We're on top of our own schedule in terms of work and sleep and meals. And boy, it's, it's going to be freaking awesome. And I just cannot wait to feel so strong again and just start hitting lifetime PBs. These past few months, really with my training, it's just felt monotonous. Like, mm. and I, Every, cause every single week when I update my own clients training programs and they're killing it and they're making really good progress, I'm genuinely so jealous. I'm like, oh gosh, darn Jenny. She, you know, she can increase her hip thrusts again. Like I wish that was me, but finally that can be me. So yeah, I've got myself some big goals for this improvement season, just with a lot of movements just to get stupidly strong. So boy, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. And a huge component of that is obviously going to be eating more. So let's transition to that. After our show, what did we start to eat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So after the show, basically, I mean, to go right after the show, I had some butternut pumpkin with some veg and cottage cheese. (laughs) The first thing I bit into was a piece of broccoli with curry powder (laughs) on it. (laughs) Yeah, we are, we are weirdos, but that, that was honestly, the, the food that we wanted to eat mm-hmm. and especially since like you hadn't had any we hadn't had any as much veg that week and mm-hmm. we just genuinely enjoy those foods but we did have larger quantities of course than usual we did eat more than usual and I guess it was it was all very structured on our end even even I had a pure day of indulgence and that was quite structured mm-hmm. and I've, I've basically been documenting all of that on YouTube because I think that's a better spot than Instagram to do it. So for me, like we, we wrapped up on the Saturday. On Sunday, I just um, ate quite freely, but sensibly because I knew I was going to have a, a day of indulgence on Monday. And, and that's that the- was also a travel day as well on Sunday. We mm. were flying back from Sydney. And that's the thing. It was all pre-planned. So we got off stage so late on Saturday night. We came home. Well, we came back to the Airbnb and we're just like, I just want to have some good digestion tonight. I want to Mm. eat a good meal. It's really going to fill up my belly, get a good night's sleep. And then Sunday traveling, it's like we're creatures of habit. We love routine. And we're like, we know that on Monday we're really going to be celebrating, but let's save it till we're home and Mm. relax and in comfort on Monday. Let's just get back home first off and not have to hotel quarantine. Mm. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think that's the key thing with me. I'm not the sort of person who likes to go. Oh, let's go to Macca's or let's go to um, what's that place that everyone went to? Ooh, uh... the, it's not Mrs. K's. It's it's some some sort of fancy restaurant with lots of sweet stuff. Yeah, lots of burgers and like yeah. Nutella shakes and stuff. Yeah, Milky Lane. Is Milky that... Lane. Yeah, and obviously I have no problem whatsoever with other competitors doing that. I fully support that, and Dude, I think it'd be it's delicious. Yeah, but for me. I, I've, I've always rather like make something at home that I can, I know what's in it. I know exactly what ingredients I want and Mm -hmm. I want to eat a lot of it. I don't want to get some tiny $20 burger from a restaurant, which I'll eat in two bites and want six more of them. Yeah. And there's like screaming kids around (laughs) you and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I did. I, um, I had on Monday, basically a full day of eating whatever I wanted Mm -hmm. or according to my YouTube title, eating everything I wanted (laughs) and (laughs) That was really enjoyable. I scratched that itch and psychologically it made me very, very prepared to adhere to the rest of this reverse diet. And historically, I've always uh, struggled more with the weight gain aspect than putting too much weight gain on. 
And this time I, I don't want it to be about that, but at the same time, I don't just wanna overeat and gain weight through that method. I wanna do it in a structured fashion and mm-hmm. so far so good. And I don't really wanna go into any more depth now cause I wanna do a more established episode on our reverse dieting process. Mm-hmm. But we definitely, we recorded and documented that entire Monday for you, which was super special. So Mm. guys, definitely go and check out that YouTube video. I just love that. You know, you thought about it before, like, what do I really want to eat? I love how you had like a savory meal and then you had a little dessert Mm -hmm. at each meal. And that unsurprisingly, (laughs) it was my favorite video to record and probably, probably the way I bet it was (laughs) probably my favorite, uh, video in, in total as well. Just Mm -hmm. the way it was put together. Like you can tell I'm, I've got a bit more energy in that video and stuff like that. Yeah. You're on a sugar high for sure. (laughs) The endorphins. Yeah. But that was really special for me too, because Mm. all throughout prep, people always ask us the question, like, what are you going to eat post show? And the first thing I could always think of was our rest day roasts because those are so special to me. And boy, I just, I just love meat (laughs) and I love potatoes. And so that's what I had as my first untracked meal was actually that Monday night, we made a really nice big roast and I'm going to spoil it on here. (laughs) You guys can watch the video if you want, but like, it was just really nice. Like I made a bunch of Maryland chickens and some turkey drumsticks. We had a big tray full of roast vegetables with like olive oil and and seasonings and then we also had some roast potatoes and some garlic bread oh boy it was just delicious you know and that was really special to me a few desserts afterwards and a few desserts and yeah uh i was just that that really hit the spot for me Mm. and it was really special and then again just after tuesday just able to get right back on track yeah I don't, we're not going to sit here and say that we haven't been tempted, Mm. but we haven't followed through with those temptations and not, again, it's completely normal for competitors to follow through with those temptations. And it's, it's just a rocky slope in general in Mm. terms of discussing this stuff, because there, we can sit here and say that we've, we haven't like gone off plan otherwise, but then it begs the question, oh, is that really correct though? Or is that, or should you be going through with what you want to eat? Like it's, it's, uh, there's no, unlike other areas of nutrition, there's no kind of black and white answer. Mm. So it really depends on what kind of person you are, what your next goals are and, uh, stuff like that. Ultimately, I think we had a nice balance. We were yeah. able to have that big untracked meal and really, I would say we definitely Day in, for me. indulged. For <laughs> yeah. But you know, our bellies were full of really good food, but then again, you and I, our, our macros now, you know, mm. we're both eating definitely a decent amount of food and we love our normal foods for the way that they make us feel and the way that they make us perform and just mental clarity mm. as well. And just energy and motivation throughout the day, good quality sleep. So like having a big meal like that and like, it's delicious, but you just feel so stuffed. It actually just makes me crave my regular diet because yeah. I'm like, I just want to have my normal four big meals during the day, but like not feel super lethargic mm. afterward. So uh, that was good. We scratched that itch, but every single other day, it's been nice. So mm. what have your macros been this past week? Yeah, so mine bumped up quite drastically by about 800 calories to uh, 400 carb. Well, I did one iteration first and I was just maintaining my weight. So then I bumped up again by another 300 calories. So that brings them to where they are now, which is around uh, 450 carb 
and 70 fat and 250 protein on rest days. And then 525 carb, 275 protein, 70 fat on training days. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at the moment, I'm still very food focused. Like there's there's no doubt or hesitance in my mind saying that. Like I'm probably just as food focused, maybe even more food focused than prep. But my appetite's under control. And for those who might not know what, like if that might not make sense, like appetite is basically how hungry you are. Food focus is your like thoughts around food. Yeah. How much of your daily cognition do you (laughs) dedicate to just thinking about food? So like if you're, if you're thinking about food, even when your belly is full or you're not hungry, that would be like a high food focus. So Mm -hmm. for me, as soon as I finish eating, I'm like, Oh, uh, it's three hours and 26 minutes into my next meal. (laughs) And that's, that's just a reality of being over, over diet. Or I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but over dieted and low body fat. Yeah. But again, week by week, mm, that's it's already improved so much. It, no, maybe not the food focus, but other physiological parameters have improved a lot. But mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there until uh, the next episode because I do want to. I know a lot of listeners have been asking us to do a pure reverse dieting episode or just discussing and really fleshing it out, and I've been really looking forward to that as well because. I want it to be used as a resource for everyone that we can bring everyone back to. So really stay tuned in the next episode, which might have a different title, might be a different series. Um, But uh, I'll let Tierra talk about her macros. Yeah, well, this past week, what I did was I just had carbohydrates at 325 grams, had fats at 40 grams, and then I actually bumped my protein up to 200 grams. And people (laughs) would be like, what the flips? Why are you eating 200 grams of protein? I do what I want, all right? And I eat what I want. Guys, I just went through seven months of dieting. I, there were days where I was eating a pathetic amount of food. <laughs> you know when I would have, you, you see it on my Instagram and it looks like this big bowl of popcorn and this big thing of nice cream. It's just a lot of air and a lot of ice and a lot of water. It's actually a pathetic amount. Weigh out 15 grams of popcorn kernels and cry. And then take a 30-gram scoop of protein powder and 150 grams of frozen strawberries and look at that and be like, that's a meal? Yeah, it's not much at all. (laughs) Oh, boy. So obviously pushing myself through that for months to get to this final result, but now, I just, one, I'm still very hungry too. I am very food focused and my appetite hormones are certainly whack. But I just want more protein. And if I'm having cream of wheat all the time, I'm like, I'm gonna add a little bit of extra protein powder to this, a little bit of banana, and I'm gonna make a protein cake. So I've been eating like three protein cakes a day and I've been living the dream. Well, can I play devil's advocate for one second? Of course. So I'm sure you're a dietitian mm-hmm. and many of the listeners would be like, uh, potentially, like what kind of dietitian are you having three protein cakes a day? How do you answer that? Okay, well, I'd say that the umbrella term is a protein cake, <laughs> but I always make sure that I get different nutrient variety into my protein cake. So in a protein cake, sometimes the basis is wholemeal flour, sometimes it's buckwheat. I'll use different types of protein. So sometimes I might use casein, sometimes I might use whey, sometimes I might use a vegan type of protein. And then I'm always putting different 
toppings on top. So different fatty acid sources. Yeah. So I might have peanut butter fruits, I guess different fruits as well on the side, or I might have some pumpkin seeds. And then I always have actually a protein source on the side too, (laughs) (laughs) man. I love protein. It's just good. You know, I might have like an egg or I might have cottage cheese or I might have some kangaroo or I might have whole eggs, kippers, whatever I feel like, but their protein cake is an umbrella term, but it's always made with It's kind of like saying a grain. Yeah. Because like, we got to remember that your body doesn't say protein cake. It says, okay, she had buckwheat. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't think like this either, but <laughs> I'm trying to simplify it. But basically you're having, your body sees it as three different meals, completely mm-hmm. different meals because you're having different sources of everything, mm-hmm. different source of protein, carbs, and fats with each protein cake. Yeah. So I just wanted to clear that up for the listeners. Yeah, without a doubt. It's, but at the same time, let's say even if I was having wholemeal flour in every single protein cake, is that the end of the world? Because you could argue that someone might no, be but eating. I, I'm just surprised that like you, you don't get bored of it. Oh no, because again, they're all a little bit different. <laughs> and again, it's way better than a 15 grams of pathetic popcorn kernels. No, I'll rephrase that. I'm surprised that you don't want to try other things. Like Mm. I'm having potato, oats, cream of wheat. I'm having veg. Like I'm having something different for every meal because I can. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's warm. I can put both my hands around it. I can eat it with a baby spoon. It's just all I want right now. So Mm. I'm going to enjoy. But anyway, I've decided to put my protein up just so I can enjoy protein cakes, enjoy what I want. But... I'm not going to go over 200 grams of protein. Again, I know I'm under 60 kilograms right now. (laughs) Neck minute 300. (laughs) I could do it easy, man. That rest day roast, I reckon I probably had 500 grams of protein that day. Mm. Those were some big turkey drumsticks. But we got to shout out that we, we had just had this amazing caramelized. I actually cut that from the video too. I know. I don't know why you did. We had this amazing um, caramelized onion chutney spread, which mm-hmm. was absolutely, we literally polished off like a, a full jar of it. Oh, it was so good. Guys, like if you think that cranberry sauce is good with turkey, you have to try caramelized onion. Mm. So flipping good. But again, I'm under 60 kilograms right now. Uh, and I know I could get away with 120 grams of protein a day and up my carbs, but I don't really want to right now. Mm. So I'm going to do what I want, enjoy my protein. And then, but from here on out this past week, I've been on, yeah, 325 carb, 200 protein, 40 fat. And my weights actually stayed at around 58.9 this whole week. We actually got a new scale the day (laughs) after comp and we've estimated that it's around 500 grams heavier than our previous scale. So How's that? You know, one day post show and you've just, you've just gained 500 grams right off the bat. There you go. Happy birthday. But anyway, I was, since I weighed in on Monday morning, 58.9, it's kind of stayed the steady this whole week around 58.9 to 59 kilograms on that scale on these macros, which has been really good. Really happy with how I'm feeling. We basically deloaded this past week and just went into the gym and kind of treated the gym like our buffet. A lot of people this past week would have been going to a buffet. I treated the gym like a buffet this week. I walked in and I was like, hmm, what do I feel like today? Might have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Do whatever I want. And I'm not going to track a thing. So the gym was my buffet this past week. It was really fun. And just got to try out some new movements that felt good to see what we want to put into our new programs, which is exciting. But maintaining that weight this past week on those macros while deloading i'm just planning this next week to just bump it up by another 100 calories so this next coming week i'll be going up to 350 carb 200 protein 
40 fat. Awesome. Cool. Well, I mean, that's personally everything I wanted to chat about on today's episode. Yes. So we will be talking in much more depth about our reverse diets, recovery diets. In and our new training plans, I think, yeah, next week. Yeah, new mesocycle for sure. But I guess to cap it off, the last thing to finish this 2021 journey which we did yesterday was we did our final photo shoot with Mm. the man nelson third time lucky we've been trying to do a beach shoot with him for actually the past two months our first one was organized the week before our very first show but the past two times it's actually been raining so we've had to reschedule but yesterday man the weather turned it on it was so beautiful we shot at miami beach down the gold coast and there was no wind it was just crisp air blue sky sun the tide was going out we were near all these rocks it was so gorgeous and after completing that shoot like i finally felt like just like this big wave of relief like i don't know i feel like i can finally close this book now and really Mm. just end this final chapter of this journey because originally like even after the show, I still know I still knew this shoot was coming up, right? Yeah. And I still kind of felt like I was in a little bit of that dieting, not necessarily dieting mentality, but like holding on to this leaner physique kind of mentality. And I was even planning on potentially doing some more photo shoots with more photographers, but it just went so well yesterday. I'm just like, that's you can't it. Beat that. You can't beat that. You cannot beat photos taken by nelson yeah. all right he takes pictures and he shows them to you on the back of the camera and you're like what the flip-flops like is that even me and it's just him just snapping the photo it's not even edited or anything it's like what the heck so i just i feel a huge wave of relief and i feel like finally i, I can let this journey go and now i can just move into a completely new journey i can start gaining weight and just really get my mindset into just working toward big new goals. I don't have to hold on to anything anymore. So that's huge. It feels good. And Mm. oh, I cannot wait to see those photos. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, you you definitely killed it. And uh, I was lost for words as I am now in terms of how good you looked. So Wow, thank you very much. I'm going to say the exact same thing for you because... Oh boy, wait till you see Jack's pictures. These ones of him doing like these classic physique poses up on the rocks. Just insane. Mm. Like there's no way we're only going to be able to pick 16. (laughs) We're probably going to pick like a good 50 pictures. But Nelson, you have full access to my bank account. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, I think we'll wrap up this episode. And we're going to be getting back on track this week now with our two episodes per week. Thank you so much for bearing with us these past few weeks. We hope you've understood, mm. but uh, we've definitely been trying our best to stay on cop- top of content. Yeah, yeah we've stayed. We've still put out one per week on average, which is good. But mm-hmm. and we've been all over the YouTube, good on Instagram. Yeah, can't complain. But <laughs> this is officially the end of Road to Twenty Twenty One. This is the end. Yeah, a bit melancholy at the last note, but there is good news. We are thinking about. Well, first, I want to thank everyone for tuning in for 52 episodes mm-hmm. uh, i think some of you may might have started at like let's say eight episode 20 and then went back to one or now at 52 which is <laughs> so 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 awesome to hear people say that sort of stuff and honestly this prep wouldn't have turned out the same way without everyone's support mm. behind us whether it be on here or on instagram or on youtube so like from the bottom of our hearts it means a considerable amount that everyone has been showing us all the support but we, as many of you know, we are thinking about or have our sights set on 
2023 season B. So what better than to contemplate making a series on that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And before we do like go follow through with it 100%, we do want some feedback from you guys through the, I guess, the reviews on iTunes. So like if you have enjoyed Road to 2021, then it would mean a lot if you could give us even just a five-star review. You don't have to say anything. If you want to provide us with some positive feedback, then go ahead as well. But um, that would definitely give us some good incentive to create that Road to 2023 season. Mm. And you guys know that you can always message us on Instagram as well. We just, we love connecting with other people. We Mm. love hearing feedback too. And without a doubt, being able to document this journey has just made it so special, you know, and it's gone down in our own little version of history. Mm. You know, like we got episodes from basically every single week and maybe we'll even listen back to them one day (laughs) and be like, what the heck? (laughs) What was I doing in week? Why was I carb loading? (laughs) Yeah. What was I doing in week 23? You know, pick up your act. But anyway, yeah, it's been really fun to document. I've actually loved doing it with you, Jack. And let's hope that we get some good feedback. And heck, maybe you guys will hear more from us again in the future. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't be quite the same with just the Q&As. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, yeah. I think these are a lot more personal. Cool. Well, are we going to finish on something we want to improve on? Ooh, yes. What do you want to improve this week? Mine's very simple. Just improve on the training side of things. Get that training program done and start feeling like a new man in the gym. Oh, I'm at the exact same. Maybe not a new man in the gym, <laughs> but definitely a boss biatch woman in the gym. I want to awesome. get start getting real strong, man. Real big? Real big. <laughs> Dude, these next two years, my glutes and shoulders are going to blow up. All Can't right? Wait. I'm growing. I'll be experiencing it firsthand. <laughs> I'm going to be contributing four planets to the solar system <laughs> until 2023. All right? So you guys just wait. <laughs> Awesome. Well, if you have enjoyed listening, guys, to this episode and all the other episodes, please leave us a positive review and um, you can share it on your stories, Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD, and we will see you when we see you next. Bye.